We're up to the beginning of Lamed Vavah Med Aleph. The first line is Hanicha. Just to review what we're talking about, the Gemara had a machleikus between the Amiroyim whether if you want a Rav to be Matanedar, how many of the details are you obligated to tell the Rav? It's machleikus. Tzarech lefaris nidray, ayin tzarech lefaris nidray. It's a machleikus. So the Gemara says like this. Um, the halacha is that if someone is uh, a Kayan marries a Grusha, he's not allowed to serve in the Beis HaMikdash because he's married to a woman he's not allowed to be with. The only way for him to serve in the Beis HaMikdash is if he makes a neder assering her upon himself. Once he asses him, that even though he didn't divorce her, that's already begins the process. The kasha is, though, if you don't have to be mafarat the neder to the Rav, so what's to stop him from making a neder assering the woman, serving in the Beis HaMikdash, and then being mata neder? And it's not like he's going to have to tell the Rav who the wife is and why he made the nether. He's just going to come into the Rav and say, I made a nether asering my wife upon me and I don't want that. And the Rav will just say, Mutalach, not realizing that he did it because she's a Grusha and he's a Kayan. So if you hold that you do not have to fire the nether, what's to stop you from doing that? Why do we allow a Kayan to serve in the base of Mikdash if he's married to a Grusha just because he made a nether when he could easily remove the nether without even uh, you know, revealing all the details of it? Right, just. Who does not have to, what's the case not having to be with Farid? Explain. One, I don't know, I'll just repeat. It's machlekes whether you have to explain to a Rav all the details if you want to be matanet. It's machlekes. It's machlekes. So the question is if you hold that you don't have to, then why is it that a Kayin who marries a Grusha? We allow him to serve in the base on Mikdash as long as he made a neder asering the wife. What's to stop him from making the neder? Going to a rav and being matanada. If you hold it, you don't have to tell him all the details, then you can easily get a rav to be matanada without divulging all the details. If you hold he has to explain all the details, then no rav in the world would ever allow him to be matanada. But if you don't have to, what's to stop him? Meaning, in other words, why is this nether strong? Akadikach, that we're confident that you can't remove it. Why can't he just go to a rav? So the Gemara says, the madrina le barabim. The case is where he made the, we make him made the nether in public. Meaning, normally you don't have to tell a Rav all the details, so it's easy to get a Rav to be Mater Neder. The case is where you make him make a Neder in public, and this is under the assumption that if you make a Neder in public, there's no Hataras and Dharam for such a Neder. So the problem is, that's a meaning, so therefore he makes a Neder in public, there's no way for him to remove the Neder, the only option for him is to divorce his wife. So the Gemara says, This makes sense if you hold that a nether done in public. A rov cannot be matir. There's a machlekes in general. If you do make a nether in public, does that make the nether so strong that a rov can't be matir it? It's a machlekes. If you hold that a rov could be matir, back to the same problem. He's married a grusha. He wants to serve in the base of Migdash. So we say divorce her. He's like, listen, it's going to take some time. I'm just going to make a nether first. Okay, so he makes another verabim. We allow him to serve in the base of English. What's to stop him from going to a rav and do a faris nadarim? And then he's still married to the grusha. So why is this a solution? So the answer is, the answer is, it's not that we make him make another in public. We make him make another aldas rabim, which he says, I'm making another based on the consciousness of all those present. So when you do that, when you say aldas rabim, the only way you could do Hataras in the Dharam is if everybody present would allow you to do Hataras in the Dharam. Meaning, there's, there's three different types of Dharam. There's a standard Nether, you go to a Rav. 
There's a nether birabim, which is in front of ten people. I make a nether. That's a machlokas whether a rav could be mounted a nether. Over here, it's I do it in public, but I say I'm making a nether based on the agreeance of the public. By doing that, al das rabim, the only way for that to be released is if every single person here would agree with that Tarzadarm, which first of all, they would never would because he's married to a Grusha. But secondly, also, it's so unlikely it doesn't work. Meaning, once you say al das rabim, See, the, the thing is, normally you just go to a Rav, he's the only one who's in charge of Atar Sadarim. Once you see Al Das Rabin, that means I need everybody present to sign off on that Far Sadarim, which is never going to happen. Practically, it's never going to happen. You can't get, you do it in front of 100 people, what's the likelihood every single person is going to give the same opening and same Afar Sadarim? And also, in this case specifically, why would anybody sign off? Why you can get 10 people to sign off that we should allow him to stay with a Grusha so he could serve in the base Amigdash base? Or like, no, no one would ever do it. So even if you hold that a rav doesn't have to get all the details, and you hold that a rav done uh, another done in public, a rav could be mater. But if it's done all das rabim, there's no way you could remove it. The Gemara says, the Amar Ameimar Hilchasa. The halacha is afilaman damer neder shuhu de barab miyish lafara. Even if you hold that a neder done in public, a rav could be mater al das rabim. But if a neder is done based on the acceptance of the rabbin, meaning that I'm doing it based on their das, and the only way for it to be removed is if everybody in here signs off on it, it's never going to happen. Because what's the likelihood that you'll have an entire group of people all signing off on it? Now I'll tell you one situation where everyone would sign off on it. What if I made a neder not to do a mitzvah? I think you can get a group of Jews. I could assume if I made a nether in front of 10 people not to do a mitzvah, I think uh, most Jews would sign off on it to remove that nether to allow me to do a mitzvah because we're all Orthodox people and we want to serve Hashem. So says the Gemara, This is only true for an optional action. In optional action that you made a nether, you're not going to get everybody to sign off on it. But if you made a nether to stop you from doing a mitzvah, which by the way, nedarim works, it doesn't work by shavuos, but by nedarim you can make a nether to stop you from doing a mitzvah, then yesh lahafara, then even if you did it al das rabim, the assumption is, what's the whole issue with al das rabim? What's the likelihood you'll have a hundred Jews sign off on it? Well, they all would to allow me to do a mitzvah. Now this is interesting, the Gemara gives an example of something that's like so posh that everyone would sign off on it, but I can guarantee you, Nobody in this room would sign off on it. This is just a sign of the changing of the times. Um, in times of the Gemara, this is an example of, the Gemara is going to give an example, if I made a nether not to do a mitzvah, but everyone's like, of course allow it. It's Pashat. Nowadays, no chance. But it's just, you'll see. The Gemara says, what's an example of something that like everyone would sign off on it to remove a nether? Kehu mikri dardaki, there was a, a cheder rebbe, a, a rebbe of young children. Da'adir revachah bar Yaakov al das rabim da'ave posha binuki. Rav Achabar Yaakov made a neder al das rabim, not to allow him to teach in the community, because he was hitting the kids too hard. He was it was too much punishment, not anything like sexual, but just he was a little too corporal punishment, too much. By the way, too much for back then. So Rav Achabar Yaakov made a neder. So that's a neder stopping him from teaching Torah. Says the Gemara, Vahaji Ravina, Ravina revoked the vow. Because he was the best Chayda Rebbe in the community. No one else could teach Torah like him. On someone else, you can make a nether on him. Meaning, make a nether. You can, you can make a nether on him as well. Right? Make a nether on him doing what? To stop him from teaching. If, How could you stop him from teaching? I'm in charge of the yeshiva. He's not working here. Okay, so it works somewhere else. No, in the community. He was in charge of the community. He was saying, I'll make a nether. He is not going to teach in this community. 
and he made a nether al das rabim, which is the only way for that nether to be removed is if everybody signs off on it. And Ravina got everybody, the Ravina revoked it because he said he's the best rabbi in the community. Of course, everyone would sign off on it. So, this is an example of a made a nether for, to stop you from doing a mitzvah that everyone was like, Pasha signed off on it. And nowadays, if you told me that there's a good rabbi in the community, but he's hitting kids too hard, there's uh, no chance. But back then, it's a sign of the different times. Back then, that was like, Pasha let him back in, of course. What's the. Okay, we'll talk after this. So the Gemara says like this. Uh, that, 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 that. No, no, uh, by the way, everything's good there. Because the juxtaposition of what we're talking about and that yeshiva, God forbid, God forbid, God forbid, everything's good there. The Gemara says like this. Um, remember, this is that. This was recorded and sent out. We have to be careful. The Gemara says like this. Um, the, the Mishnah then listed things that were instituted in order to keep the world going. The Gemara says that one of those that were added to Tikkun Olam is the Edim sign the Get. Meaning before this institution, they had no Edim sign the Get. Let me ask you a question now. What do you mean? How, how do you have a Get without Edim? The Gemara says, The only reason why Edim signed the Get is Tikkun Olam. Meaning Tikkun Olam is that we want it to be that it's easy for her not to become an Aguna. If there's no Edim that signed the Get, right, then how are you going to prove that it's a good Get? She's going to be stuck. So they sign it in order for convenience, to make her life easier. What do you mean? The reason why Adam signed a get is just to make her life easier? It's not a get unless it's signed. Because of what? You need it to be written. It needs Adam. So the Gemara says, because of the Savior V'chassan. The Pasuk says it has to be signed. You need Adam. What are you talking about? You tell me the only reason why there's Adam by a get is it's not a get without Adam. The answer is, it's a pretty easy answer. We've had this many, many times. It's a machlekes of Meir and What type of Adam do you need? According to Revelazar, you do not need Adam to sign the get. The only, need, you, only time you need Adam is to see the get being handed over. You don't need Adam to sign the get. Adam signing the get is Tikkun Olam. Why? According to Revelazar, the only real Adam that you need biblically are the Adam that see the delivery. So why do Adam sign the get? Adam only signed the get because what if the Adam that saw the delivery die or they're out of town? So to make it easier, you double the amount of Adam. So you get so, so that's why you sign it purely for Tikkun Olam. The Gemara says, Tikkun Olam, this Mishnah follows that he says that Adam that sign that deliver the get are the eight real Adam, and you don't need Adam at all to sign the get biblically. But Tiknu Rabbanon But the rabbis instituted that there should be Adam that also signed the get to make her life more convenient to avoid chaos. Why? Because if you just rely on the Adam that saw the delivery, maybe Demaisi Adam. What if they die? or they travel, but over here now that it's written in the get, you can go to Bezdin and have it officially confirmed and it's written that it's confirmed and no matter what happens to the Adam, it's irrelevant. But if you just rely on Adam that saw it, if they lose their memory or they die or they go overseas, your mom is stuck. You got no way of proving it's a good get. But once it's written in there, then it's easier. It's much easier. You go to Bezdin, get it confirmed, you're good to go. Then it's officially so, so sealed. Either one of the Adam, either the ones who delivered or signed it, is enough. Correct. But no, but bibli- no, biblically you need Aiden for the delivery. You can't just have no, Aiden for signing it. But for the confirmation of it, yes, yes. No, you want to prove that I Correct. For the confirmation, just to confirm it's a good get, yes. Rav Yosef Amar, that's the first shot of the Gemara of what the Mishnah means. That the Mishnah says that if Aiden sign it purely for Tikkun Oilam, it's to follow Rav Allah, so you don't need Aiden at all. Rav Yosef Amar, if you look at Rav Meir, no, it could be Rav Meir. Wait a minute. 
according to our mayor, you need Aden to sign Doraisa. So how could you say that they signed Tikkun Olam? And this is a very strange thing. In the times of a mayor, a mayor just feels that you need Aden to sign it. They never actually used to sign their name. It's a very strange thing. No, they wouldn't even do symbols. That was later on. They, they would write, Ani, meaning, it's, how do I sign again? I'd say, Chaim Avram and review the label Yazer, aid. In the times of a mayor originally, they would just write, Ani Ploni aid, without actually writing their name. And the only way to confirm it, Ploni, no, no, just Ploni. I, the witness, signed. Literally, no name. That's what they would do. And then how would they confirm it? You would have to get people that you'd have to start taking documents in court and matching up the signatures. Originally. Why they would do this, I have no idea. Maybe, I have no idea. But that's what it originally was. They instituted that you should start signing your name in particular. Maybe people, maybe people just didn't want to have their names on things. I'm not sure. But it's like a get. So what's the big deal? I'm not sure. It's not like it's not like signing a lawsuit. I'm not sure. But but anyway, but the point is originally, so says the like mayor, I feel terrible mayor. Well, they used to do this, yeah, all documents. No, all documents. They didn't sign their names. No, Ani Ploni Aid. Yeah, Ani Ploni Aid. So they didn't sign their name. So how do you confirm that it's a good aid? You'd have to start taking court documents and just matching up handwriting. That, that's what they would do. The Gemara says, The Takan of our Mishnah is, not that there should be witnesses signing it, but that the witnesses should sign their name. How so? The Bryce explains, Berishon originally, if the Aedim would never sign their names, what would they sign? Ani Ploni Chasamti Aid. I Ploni signed as a witness. Ani Ploni, Ani Ploni, without writing their names at all. No name. Rav Ozer had nothing. Rav Ozer had nothing, and Rav Meir would have Ani Ploni Aid. But in, and so how would they ever prove that it's a good, because you, you don't know who signed it. They would have to just start going through court documents of confirmed, you know, and just fought, and like matching up handwriting. Handwriting analysis. That's what they used to do. So it says the Gemara, So they instituted that they, So they instituted they should sign their name. Okay, it's a pella. But that's what they used to do. I have no idea. Maybe maybe they didn't know how to write their names. Is that why? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, look, 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 valid. This is Rav Gamliel, Hiskin Rav Gamliel. So you're talking about Rav Gamliel Azakin. He's talking about the end of the second base of Mikdash. So at the end of the second base up till then, they would be like, They would just say Plony. I don't want to put my name to things. I guess this is like, this is where it comes from. I'll say that I know it is, but Yeah, it's fascinating. Now, the, the Gemara just has a side point before we finish. Oh, because also he was an aide against the, it's like you're taking sides by divorces. Yeah. I don't know, I guess so. It's very strange. It's very strange. Maybe according to them, maybe it was Dafka by Gittin that they refused to sign their names. Maybe. Maybe it was Dafka by Gittin. I have no idea. Uh, it, it's a very strange thing. It's a very strange thing. Even an article, like, I checked. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know how you, by the way, and then you, to confirm the get, you'd have to start doing handwriting analysis. It's crazy. Anyway, the Gemara just has a side question before we finish this sugya. It says that to sign, to, the Adam have to sign their name. It sounds like from our mission they have to sign their name. What if they just do a symbol? No good. 
says their name. Says the Gemara, and it's not enough just for them to do a symbol. The problem was that Rabbonim used to just do symbols. Rav Tsair Kura. Rav would always draw a fish instead of his name. That was his symbol. He wouldn't write his name. He would just write a fish. He'd draw a fish. Rav Chanina Tsair Harusa. Rav Chanina would draw a palm tree. Rav Chizda Samach. Rav Chizda would do a Samach. Just a quick Samach. And Rav Hoshia Ayin, Rav Hoshia would sign with an Ayin, and Rav Arhuna Tsair Makusa, he would draw a sail from like a boat. So that was what they would do, just to save time, they would just do symbols. I'm sure there's deeper shot than Kabbalistically, but practically they would just sign symbols. So you're telling me you have to sign your name, they didn't sign their name, they just do symbols. The answer is, Shani Rabbanan, the Bikian Simnai. Over there it's different because everyone knew the Rabbanan by their symbols. Everyone knew that if there's a Samach, that's Rav Chizda. Everybody knew it. Everyone knew if there's a fish, that's Rebbe. Everyone knew that. So the question, so that's why it was enough. So the kasha is meikar ma'avkinu. Well, how do you? You can only write it if people know that it's your symbol. But how do people know that it's a symbol? All oh, because people knew. Well, how, you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of a. It's like a catch twenty two. It's like a. It's a circular logic. You could only you could sign a symbol when people know it's a symbol, but you can only know it's a symbol when they sign the symbol. So how do they start? How do you ever start signing as a symbol? Like, how do people know? Like. What was the origin story of how everyone knew that, oh, Rebbe's symbol is a fish? Well, that's why he could write it in Gittin, but then, oh, because everyone knows he's a fish, but, but how? Because he always signs fish. But you can only sign fish when you know you're a fish. It's like, what's... The answer is, uh, Bediski, it was through Chuvas, meaning it, it wasn't through Gittin, but it was through general correspondence that he would always sign all documents, all like Shilas and Chuvas and Halacha. He would sign them as a fish, and it became known in, in like the common folk that, oh, the fish is what Rebbe would sign. So then when he wrote a get, it was fine, because at that point it was already common knowledge. Okay. Very interesting. Now, the Gemara has a new topic. The new topic is, Hillel was metakin a prusbal. So, a prusbal, again, is that uh, Shemitah is supposed to cancel all loans, but Rav, Rav Hillel was metakin uh, a prisbal, which is you transfer the debt to the Bezdin and it allows you to collect the, Bez, the debt because it's no longer a personal debt, it's the debt of Bezdin. And then Bezdin gives it to you. It's a loophole to allow you to collect the debt after Shemitah. So the Gemara wants to know what's the background of Hillel's Takana of a prisbal. Tanan Hasam, the Mishnah states, it's the Mishnah Shemitah, prisbal, Eino Mishamit. Prisbal does not in a mishamet meaning shemitah does not cancel a prusbal. Shemitah does not cancel a prusbal. Zeelcha min advarim shehiskin hilo lazokin, and this is one of the takanas of hilo lazokin the hilo. Shiraas ha'am shenimlo lahavoyzeze. Why did he metakin it? Because he saw that nearing up to yovel, uh, nearing up to shemitah, no one was lending out money because they knew that Shemitah was going to cancel it. So it was preventing people from doing loans. And that's a specific The Pasuk specifically warns against this, that near Shemitah do not start canceling loans. Do not start uh, preventing from giving out loans. Don't refrain from giving loans. So Hillel saw that this was Mamish being a rampant Iser. So Ahmad Behiskin Prusbo, so he's metakin a prusbal. V'zeu gufesh prusbal. What is the basic premise of the prusbal document? It says mosrani lachem ploni uploni dayanim. You have to add ploni because we already had remember for Shabbos that it said ploni twice. That that uh, I I give over to you and you the judges shebemakam ploni shekolchov sheyeshli eitzel ploni shekvenu kolzman sheertza. That any any uh, 
debt that is owed to me by this person, I, I want to be able to still collect it. And the end of the document is signed by either the judges, or by the witnesses. Okay. Now the question is, how does this work? How, how does this work? Do Raisa, the loan is canceled, right? Kashmita cancels it. Hilo was metake something that's connected to Raisa. On a biblical level, the Shemitah is canceled. And Hillel overrides that. Where do we find such a thing? So there's a pretty clear answer. It's called Hefkevez and Hefke. The Gemara is going to get to that in the second Ovid. But the question is, what, where, do, where do the rabbis get the power to? The Torah says that this loan is canceled. There is no debt. And Hillel is like, he puts debt back on. Like, where, where do we find such a thing? So the Gemara says two answers. Amr Abaya, the answer is, it's Shemitah nowadays. Meaning, Shemitah has two components to it, right? It has cancellation of loans, and it has you can't work the fields, no reaping, no sowing. The Gemara understands that Shemitah nowadays on land is rabbinic. So because Shemitah on land is rabbinic, so too Shemitah of loans is also rabbinic. Meaning, usually you think of it as two separate things. There's Shemitah of land and the Shemitah of loans. The Shemitah of land could be rabbinic, as we'll explain in a moment, but the Shemitah of loans is biblical. It's biblically canceled. No. Rebbe felt that they're intertwined. If Shemitah of the land is rabbinic, that means that, and biblically, there is no requirement to stop working the land, so too there's no biblically, there's no biblical concept of canceling loans nowadays. Shemitah nowadays is only the Rabbanon. So because the whole thing is the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon are able to override the, the, they're able to make the Shemitah exist, they're able to remove the Shemitah existing. You say nowadays, you're saying after the Oh, so you're asking a great question. I would think so. Whenever we say nowadays, you mean after the Beis Hamikdash. Here's the, here's the problem. Hillel lived during the second Beis Hamikdash. So what does that mean? So Rashi explains that while Hillel lived in the second Beis Hamikdash, during the second Beis Hamikdash, they didn't have Yovel. They stopped calculating Yovel. But partially because they didn't, Yovel only applies when all of the Jewish people are back. When the majority of Jewish people are back in Israel, that's when you have Yovel. During the second base of the majority of Jewish people did not go back to Eretz Yisrael. There were many that stayed back in in uh, in those Sephardi areas. I don't remember I mean, derogatorily. I just mean Bovel and correct. The second base Hamikdash did not have Yovel because it did not have Yovel. Rebbe holds that it's not just Shemitah of land triggers Shemitah of loans. It's Yovel dictates Shemitah of land, which dictates Shemitah of loans. So even in the second base, I mean, the Shemitah was only Durabanan, according to this opinion. So the Gemara says, he holds that the requirement, the concept of Shemitah canceling loans, nowadays is only rabbinic. And it follows Rebbe Datanya, Rebbe Omer. It says the word Shemitah twice in the Pasuk. Connecting the two different types of Shemitah. One is the requirement to not work the land. And one is the concept that the loans are canceled. How so? They're connected. In what way? If, there's, if you're biblically not allowed to work the land, then the loans are biblically canceled. But nowadays, where there is no biblical requirement to not work the land because it's connected to Yovel, there's no Yovel, there's no Shemitah. Go to the next page. Therefore, there's also no biblical requirement to cancel loans. So nowadays, the whole concept of loans being canceled is only Dirabanon. So this is the evolution. During the times of the second base, there is no requirement to cancel loans. 
Biblically, it's gone. The rabbis instituted that it should still be a thing to cancel loans as a zecher. Hillel came and stopped that. So when Hillel made a loophole of a prusbol, he would never do that if it was a biblical concept. He would never override a biblical concept. The whole concept of canceling loans was only derabonon as a zecher to what Shemitah was. And he felt that that zecher was doing more harm than good. So he made a prusbol to circumvent that zecher l'shemitah. Well, that's, yeah. 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 This is probably, no, this is, well, that's what you just, you said you're Zionism. No, so, um, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm sure, by the way, you should just know, just for the record, Hetamachir didn't start with Rav Kook. It started with Rav Yitzchak Inspector. It started before Rav Kook, but Rav Kook was just the one who, who made it a bigger, on a larger scale. But, this is probably a major. This is a major factor in the decision making of whether hetemichira works, because in in general we have a rule that we do not do games. It's called harama. There are certain concepts in the in the Torah that, that we call games. I'll give you a big one. Mechira is chametz. Yeah, everyone would agree that's a game. That's fine. We only do that on rabbinic concepts, not biblical concepts. You see, biblically we're doing. We're mafkirit, and biblically, where we do bedikas chametz. So the whole concept is only rabbinic. There's no bayirah bayimatz anyway. So you sell it. It's only rabbinically. It's fine. But we would not do it on a deraisa. You're right. This hetemachira is assuming. Again, I have to confirm. I'm pretty sure the hetemachira is assuming shmita nowadays is only derabanan. Once it's only derabanan, okay. So there's a harama. So it's not the end of the world. That's that's definitely a big factor of it. And why do you say? Because of this. Meaning, you, you still need it. Meaning, meaning, Takanas Chazal, the rabbinic requirement of canceling loans is still in existence. What did Hillel say? Hillel just made it that if you write a document transferring your loans to Bezdin, then Bezdin could collect, so you could collect on behalf of Bezdin and keep it. It's a, it's a game, but you need to play the game. You still need to play the game. But that's the first shot. That Hillel, by the way, there's also a second shot coming up. I thought Bezdin doesn't get any benefit from this. No. So how does that it's work? It's a game. They're allowing me to keep the debt that they have. Rav Cook was just some, kind of a tick on the loan as well for the non-firmness. No, the, he was more at the time they couldn't. Uh, he felt alpitava. They could not afford to have so many farmers not work the land. They were too poor, and that he felt that that it, it would have been too uh, uh, cataclysmic for Eretz Yisrael. The question is nowadays, what would he say? Where there's Baruch Hashem a lot of money? Well, that's why the new movements nowadays, and I gave to it last year, is to they've been raising money for for Shemitah farmers to to rest. But but uh, that, that, you have to remember that that when Rav Cook was doing it, you're talking about in the 30s, they they had they, they were very very poor. It was a different matzav. That's the first shot. The question was how could Hillel make a prusbol, which it's a game. The answer is Shemitah nowadays only derabonah. The second shot says no. The Gemara says, now, oh, I'm sorry, before we get to the second shot, the Gemara says, Akasha. Go back one second. According to the second shot, a uh, first shot, Shemitah nowadays is not Doraisa. So there's no biblical requirement. So let's think about this for a second. Forget about Hillel, before Hillel. You borrow $1,000 from me, you owe me $1,000. On a biblical level, you owe me $1,000. There's no Shemitah. The rabbis made it that the loan is gone. How can the rabbis just remove... He owes me money. <laughs> what do you mean? Forget about Hefker. We're putting that aside. We're, we'll go with the first shot. 
Midoraisa, there's no cancellation of loans. But the rabbis did it, Zechel Shvius. So are you telling me that you owe me $1,000, but the rabbi just said, don't pay him. What are you talking about? Where do we find such a thing? The answer is Sheval Tasa. The rabbis are not telling you to do anything wrong. Sheval Tasa, they're just telling you don't pay. They're not do, meaning it's not an example of the rabbis doing something proactively against the Torah. This is, they're just saying, listen, you owe him $1,000, Sheval Tasa. Shavatasa. We're not stealing money from you. Shavatasa. You pull back. Shavatasa. Bezin will just say, Bezin will just say, just sit back. We're telling you to sit back. We're not telling you to eat pork. We're telling you to sit back and not collect your debt. Everybody, no, no, there's a difference. It's not like, there's a difference between Chazal basically telling the two parties, I say you owe me $1,000, I take you to court, and Bezin's just like, sit, sit back. But he owes money. Sit back. Okay. As opposed to the Chazal telling you to do something against the Torah. They're not telling you to do against the Torah. They're telling me, the, the lender, forget it. And you're like, but what do you mean? Forget it. You're like, okay, fine. So it's different. It, it, it's a different level of power. You don't need as much power to say, everyone, just walk away. That's the first path. This is all assuming that there's no Hefker, Bezin, Hefker. We're just going with the assumption that the rabbis have no like special money power. This is just, had it work? The answer is, it was Daraisa. Does Raisa doesn't apply anymore? Derabbanon, the rabbis just said, Zecha Lishmita, everyone just walk away. And Hill was like, This is not a good thing. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna circumvent that. That's the first shot. The second shot, which I think is much more simple, what was the original Kasha? How could Hill make a prusbal? When the Torah says there's no debts, how could he make there be a debt? The answer is Hefker Bezin Hefker. The answer is the rabbis have the power when it comes to finance. So it is, he is overriding a Doraisa. How does he get the power? The answer is Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker. That's why. He's not telling you to eat pork. He's not overriding the mitzvah of Brismila. He's telling you Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker. The Gemara says, Rav Amar, Hefker, Bezdin, Haya, Hefker. This is a concept called Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker, which means that the rabbis are in control of the finance. So you know what? Yes, biblically, Shemitah is nowadays. It is a biblical concept. And Midoraisa, the loan is canceled. But Hillel made it that the loan still exists. Where did he get the power? Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker. That's why. The Gemara says, The Pasuk says that by Ezra in the beginning of the second Beis HaMikdash, that he was gathering the Jewish people together, and it was hard because a, people, a lot of people didn't want to come, and a lot of people didn't want to divorce their non-Jewish wives. He said, whoever does not come in three days, all of their land will be taken away, confiscated. <laughs> Where do you get the right? The answer is, Hefker, Bezan, Hefker. The rabbis have the right when it comes to finance. They get, they have control. Second shot, uh, a second source. Ravolazim Mehacha, another source of Hefker Bezin Hefker. Ela Hanachlos Hashenachlu Elazar Hakohen VYeshua Ben Nun VeRashi HaAvos. The pasuk describes Eretz Yisrael being split up, and it says these are the lands that Yeshua Ben Nun and the heads of the community gave out to Israel. V'chimayin in Rashi Eitzel Avos. What is what is the? It says Rashi HaAvos. Rashi HaAvos. It should say it should say Rashi Hamita Matos, right? It, it, this is the, they split up the land of Israel, and they had a, 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 a lottery, and the heads of each shevet, it was designated for the shvatim. So say heads of the shvatim. Rashi Avos means the heads of the Jews. Why? Well, just say the heads of the of the each shevet. Why are you saying the he, the leaders of the Jewish people instead of saying the heads of the of the shvatim? It says the leaders of the Jewish people. Just say the leaders of the Shvatim. Don't say the leaders of the Jewish people. The answer is it's telling you in general the same way those leaders of the Shvatim were the ones involved in the distribution of land, so too the leaders of the Jewish people are forever in charge of 
land and money and finance. The Gemara says, it's, the, it's calling the leaders of Jewish people as Rashi Avos to tell you, just like the average father, just like the average father when he passes away, passed down money to his kids through a will, and he gets to decide whatever he wants, right? That's part of the will. You get to decide who gets what and whatever. So to the leaders of the Jewish people, they're called the Rashi Avos to tell you, just like an Av gets to decide what's in his will, the Rabbanim get to decide what Jews get. Okay. Now the Gemara is a kasha. An interesting kasha. Very, very fascinating kasha. It sounds like a hakira from the Acharyanim. The kasha is like this. We know that Hillel made a prusbal. The prusbal still exists today. The question is, did Hillel make the takana that for his generation, and we're just, we like the idea, so we're using it? Or did he make the takana for every generation? And you'll say, what's the difference? The Gemara says, I'll explain in a moment. Ki hiskin Hillel did Hillel made his, make his takana of prisbal just for his community and his generation, and we just liked it, so we just, like, we'll keep using it? Or no, he made his takana for all future generations. What's the difference? Who cares? I'm still using the prisbal nowadays. Lamay nafkemina. The Gemara says, I'm sorry, the tikkun. Lamay nafkemina. What's the nafkemina? Levetule. Can nowadays Rabbanim abolish the prisbal? If Il Hillel made his takana just for his generation, and we're choosing to use it in later generations, so we could also choose not to. But if Hillel made a takana for every generation to use it, then the only way a Bezdin nowadays could override it is if a Bezdin nowadays is greater than Hillel's Bezdin, which they're not. So that's the Gemara's kasha. Can we cancel the concept of a prisbal nowadays? If he just instituted it for his generation, and we're just using it, then we could also not use it. And we could tell prisbal no longer applies. But if he instituted it for future generations as well, then the only way your bezin nowadays can cancel it is if they're greater than Hillel's bezin. So the question is, did Hillel metakin for our generation also? So Tashim Allah tried to bring a proof. Amr Shmuel, Loi Kasvin and Prusbal, Ella Bebeidina Desura, Ebeidina Darda. Shmuel's opinion is that not every rabbi can just make a Prusbal. It's only if you have the big Bezdin in your community, like the Bezdin of Surah and the Bezdin of Narda. That was Shmuel's opinion. Now let's ask, let's analyze that. The Gemara says, if Hillel made a Takana for future generations as well, then why can't I make a Prusbal? Meaning, Shmuel said the only rav who could, the only person who can make a prosbul in Queens is the head bezdin of Queens. Why? If Hillel made a takana for every future generation, let everyone do it. It must be it was only for his generation, and future generations, the only ones that took it are the big ones. So the Gemara says no. The Gemara says, Dilmaki talking Hill, Ladari Amaki, going Bedina de Dave, Kravu Ami, Vervasi, Dalimilafquimamana, Avukulamaloi. Perhaps no. Perhaps Hillel made a takana for future generations, but only in Big Batidinim. Because Big Batidinim, which have the, the judicial control of the community, that's what Hillel made it for. Meaning it's not a proof. We still don't know what Hillel's takana was. So what does that mean? The smaller, the smaller. According to this, we don't follow this approach. But according to this, you would only be able to make a prosbul. Like nowadays, what we do is every rabbi I printed a prosbul. I, I made it for, according to Shmuel, which we don't follow. The only one in the community that would make a prosbul is you'd have to go to the the head bezdin of the community, and then which there is no head bezdin in this community. You'd have to go to them, and they would sign a prosbul. You have to go like uh, uh, the badats eda charedis, like bezdin tzedek of Yerushalayim. They they do the prosbul. Everyone would line up. The, the Gemara says another proof. Tashima. Omer Shmuel, ha prusbala ulbana. 
It's interesting. Shmuel said, the prusbal is an ulban. Ulban means it's like an affront. It's a disgrace. Ulbana, it's a disgrace. The daini, it's a disgrace of Vesden. If I had enough power, I'd abolish. Shmuel. Meaning now, let's analyze for a second. Why is it a disgrace? Because Shmuel felt, first of all, it's a game. It also, you're making, like people are collecting, it's something I said, people are collecting Bezdin's debt. So it's like Bezdin doesn't care about Shemitah. <laughs> Shmuel said, I'd abolish the whole thing. Now, by the way, this line of Yashachel Avatlana, you should just keep that in your back of your head. When you learn enough postkim, this line comes up a lot. Ramosha Feinstein said that about, uh, about uh, uh, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> <laughs> Ramosha said that about bar mitzvahs because uh, bat mitzvah. Ramosha is a true about bat mitzvahs. Ramosha's opinion is that bat mitzvah is not a suda's mitzvah. It's a birthday party, so he felt you can't do it in shuls. A bar mitzvah is a suda's mitzvah, but Ramosha said the way bar mitzvahs are becoming nowadays. This is in the seventies, which he says it's mamish like a small chasana. The Rav Yaakov Emden says the same thing about Ashkenazim not eating um, not eating rice on Pesach. He said I, I'd abolish the kidneyist thing. I'd abolish that. <laughs> No, he said, Yasha Chela just means if I can, I would, but not that I actually will. Um, the reason being is because he felt that by, rice will never turn to the chametz, so we're not eating rice, but what we eat a lot more of because we don't have rice is matzah. Matzah could turn into chametz. So that's, that was Rav Yaakov Emden's uh, pshat. The point is, Shmuel said this line, if we're up to me, I'd abolish it. Now let me ask you a question. That kind of sounds like Shmuel would like to abolish it. No, no, no. Not that he said that he can't. Meaning he said if he had enough. No, meaning Yasha Chelavatlana means if I if I wasn't afraid of like the repercussions, I would do it. That means that like it's in the ballpark of doing it. That's how the Gemara the Gemara is going to change in a second. The Gemara is going to go with your shot. But the Gemara right now is thinking, Shmuel is saying, if I wasn't afraid of the repercussions, I'd abolish this whole Prisbal thing. That kind of sounds like he can. Wait a minute. I thought Hillel was Matakin. The answer is Hillel was Matakin for his generation. And we've just accepted it every generation before, but technically you could stop doing it. And Shmuel was saying, if we're up to me, I would stop. So that's a proof. So the Gemara says, Yashachel Avatlena. Avatlena, that implies that he would actually be able to abolish it. I thought you can't be abolished unless you're greater than Hillel. So. It must be the fact that he's even entertaining the thought of abolishing the mitzvah. It means that Hillel did not institute it for future generations, just for his. And we've accepted it. And he's saying, listen, if we're up to me, I'd stop it. The answer is no. No, no, what he meant was, what Shmuel meant was, if I had more power than Hillel, I'd abolish it. Not that he's saying that, that he can't abolish it. He's saying, I'd like to abolish it if I can, but I can't, because Hillel was metakin for future generations, and I'm not as great as him. Okay, that's the first shot. Rav Nachman, by the way, because we mentioned that Shmuel was so against prusbals, Rav Nachman said the opposite. Akaimena, I'd keep prusbals. I'm into prusbals. I'd keep prusbals. We do have prusbals. Akaimena, you would keep a prusbal? It's, it's already there. Like, if I tell you, I'd keep a prusbal, it sounds like it's up for a vote. Like, prusbals are here to stay. What, is, what does Rav Nachman mean? I'd keep prusbals. What Rav Nachman meant is, Rav Nachman was saying is that even if Hillel had not made it, I would have made it. Meaning, I'm so into prisbals that even if Hillel had never written a prisbal, I would have made the concept of prisbals. He was into it. Now, the Gemara just said, Akasha, Shmuel before said that he would abolish prisbals because he called a prisbal an ulban. Now, I translated ulban as a disgrace. The Gemara just asked, Akasha, Ibailu, Hai ulban alisha de chutzpahu? Is ulban meaning disgrace? Alisha de nichusa, or convenience? Why would a prisbal be convenient? Shmuel said, I'd abolish prisbals because they're an ulban. 
Tupshat of what he meant. Either he meant disgrace because you're making a whole mockery of the system and you're making it that Bezdin is interested in the debts even though they don't actually keep it and it's like, what are we doing here? Or convenience. You want to know why? Um, if, if, huh? Well, no, not just that. But it's convenience for Bezdin. You want to know why? Because think about it. If you had to collect your debt right before Shemitah, Shemitah is canceled. Do you know how many court cases they would be like a month before Shemitah? Because everybody's going to court. Everyone's like, you're not paying me? I got, you got a month left before it's going. I'm taking you to court right now. And it would be beyond of a jam, a log jam in Besden. So it's Ulvan, meaning it's just convenience. So the Gemara says, no. The Gemara says, Tashima, Damar Ula, Aluba. It means uh, 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 aluba it means disgrace because the the Gemara says aluba kalash is into bekerufufasa that Klal Yisrael what we did in the desert was disgraceful because we were living uh, we were mizana so close to the chupa. What does this mean? This is talking about doing the eagle right after Har Sinai, like we just got married and we're like doing adultery so like mamish by the chupa. So the Gemara calls it an ulban. See, obviously the word Olaf doesn't mean convenience, it means disgrace. Now the Gemara says, What does the Pasuk say? The, 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 the source for this is that the Pasuk says, right, when the king was still in his palace, the aroma was wafting. Meaning while the king is still there, there's already like, the, the lady's already putting perfume to live with another dude. That's Klal Yisrael, right after doing the eagle right by the, the, the Harsinai. But Rava says, look at the positive. Rava says, I look at the positive, and that is that when it's describing Klal Yisrael doing an Avera, it says we put aroma, like we put perfume. Not that we're like disgusting with perfume, like... It's even describing Klai Yisrael not in the worst way possible. Even when it's describing our worst full mistake ever, it doesn't say Hisriach. It doesn't say that we're putrefied. It said we put perfume on. It's like even a nice way to describe us. It's Hashem's like, even when Hashem's describing the worst thing we've ever done, it's not the worst, like, it, it is terrible, but it's not like, it's not with a Lushen that's like disgusting. Now, to end with this, um, those Jews that are disgraced but don't disgrace back meaning someone embarrasses me but I just take it someone says something not nice about me and I just I, I, I listen but I don't respond those Jews that serve Hashem with love and rejoice over suffering this Pasuk describes their greatness I will stop it. Oh, yeah.